Welcome, I'm Jamie Walters, and this is the second episode of The Design Show Show, a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to put together one of the most popular show houses in New York City. Holiday House 2018 just opened in the Upper East Side, but this process started months ago. This episode, we're going to meet some of the designers and find out why they donate their time and money to participate in Holiday House. If you missed episode one, go back. You've got to meet Iris, the creator of Holiday House. And in episode one, we get to know her, hear about why she's so dedicated to fundraising for breast cancer research, how interior design fits into that, and the creation of Holiday House. As a designer, I happened upon Holiday House two years ago. I was looking to grow my business, attract some editorial attention, join the NYC design community but I didn't really know how to do that. So I took a traditional interior design step. I hired a publicist and her first recommendation to me, do a room in Holiday House. But you can't just do a show house, you have to be invited. I got my invite through the recommendation of my publicist who also represented some pretty big names in the industry. On top of the recommendation, I know that Iris went through my online portfolio, vetting my work. My first year, I was offered the Eden Kitchen in a luxury townhome in Soho for Holiday House 2016. At the time, I didn't know what to expect. My publicist said to do it, so I did. The house was new construction and there was already a kitchen installed. I didn't hate it. I probably wouldn't have picked it out myself. There was a lot of walnut cabinetry, but it was a beautiful and expensive looking backdrop a good showcase of my decorating and dressing skills, and a reasonable first step into show houses. Again, I didn't know what to expect. All I knew was there would be some editorial coverage. Maybe a photo in an interior design blog. Hopefully something in a magazine. Maybe I'd get a client? I wasn't sure if that was the point. And to be honest, I'm still not sure. But for a certain generation of interior designers, it is definitely about catching that big fish. This is Barbara Ostrom, the grand dame, the queen of show houses. She's done show houses for over 30 years and even published a book chronicling her many show house rooms. I get clients from them. I got one of my biggest clients from Kips Bay, just this last Kips Bay. When we were in the Obama era and the whole country was plunged into a recession, all anybody could think was gray. And there wasn't any colors to speak of, no ornamentation on furniture or trims or colors. Everything was gray. Now we have a gold leaf white house and it's de rigueur to enjoy luxury once again. So you can see colors are back and people are mixing antiques again with other pieces of furniture and lovely artwork. So um, I think it's only going to be better and better. And so I'm thrilled for everyone here. I hope they get good clients too, make it all worthwhile for them. Politics aside, Barbara is the queen for a reason. Her client list includes the Nixons, 
Def Jam co-founder Russell Simmons and Michael Strahan. Importantly, she's generous with her advice, acting as a mentor to many, including myself. And for Barbara, show houses equal clients. This room is sensational. The whole house is sensational. It really is. It's so fresh and young and beautiful. Everything. It's, it's a wonderful... This is so different than what Iris has done in the past with this. I'm so proud of her and all the designers in this house, one room after another, all fresh and young and beautiful, a whole new concept. Wow, is all I can say. Wow. But many of the designers in this year's Holiday House are younger, less experienced, and many haven't done a show house before. So why did they say yes? This is Gabriel Anderson. So my name is Gabriel Anderson and my partner is Brooke Anderson, she's my wife as well, and our firm is called Dean and Dahl. And we are doing one of the small bedrooms on the fourth floor, and it is the adoption room. That's the theme of our room is adoption. Gabriel and his wife, Brooke, moved out to New York about eight months ago to really focus on their interior design firm, Dean and Dahl. Gabe's background is in interior design, but he spent the last few years working on a furniture line as well as owning and growing three restaurants in Utah. Um, I think we officially founded our firm five months ago. But Gabriel knows what they're looking to get out of this experience. It's more the marketing opportunity. I know that very rarely do people actually get clients from a show house, any show house. Um, you know, I've, I've been involved in show houses in the past. I used to work for Jamie Drake um, and uh, was involved in a few show houses back in, in those days. Um, and yeah, I know rarely do clients actually come your way from that sort of thing, but it is a great way to, to get your work out there and to, uh, to start to get publicity and, and, uh, and just get people seeing your, your stuff. And for a lot of the designers, that's why they're here, to get press and eyeballs. That was certainly true for me. My first press day, my publicist delivered a spreadsheet to me, a list with photos of all the press that would tour the house. I learned to give a quick spiel about myself. I was not used to doing that, but show houses gave me a chance to improve. My room and spiel ended up in Architectural Digest, Du Jour, W, and more. Press in well-known publications meant vendors reaching out to me and credibility with clients. Sending a line of my work featured on Architectural Digest made clients more willing and comfortable to work with me. This year's press tour rewarded the designers well. The local CBS News affiliate stopped by. Architectural Digest, the holy grail for many designers, took photos. Vogue came through for photos as well. That had the designers particularly excited because interior designers rarely get Vogue attention. This type of exposure certainly doesn't come easy. For designers, a mention in these publications is a big credibility boost. And it's probably the only time a publication will feature them for only one room. For many designers, the exposure is even more immediate. This is Anel Gandelman. She's part of design duo A-List Interiors. When we designed our room, we wanted to make sure that it was going to photograph well, because we live in this day and age where it's all about social media and Instagram. So we do sometimes create spaces for clients that are very muted and um, atmospheric, but we knew we weren't going to do that here because you wouldn't be able to appreciate it in a photo. So um, we would love to 
get additional exposure through Instagram because we're that's sort of where we focus our social media energy. Her partner, Ariella Duker, continues. But also I think with show houses, it's an immediacy of the content. With a project, you may have to be, you may be working on it, A, for a year, and then B, you have to hold it because if you want to shop it to a magazine or you want to publish it, you may have a project that has been completed, but you can't use any of the images for two, three years, even mm -hmm. four, I think, one of our projects. So with this, it's everybody's going to see it right away. It's a very, it's almost like a fast-paced design. It's like a fast-forward, and you get to show your work mm -hmm. really quickly. You're not hiding it from anyone. You get to share it with everybody, and you get to photograph it, and it's just an immediacy of content. The duo designed a bedroom on the fourth floor of this year's house with the theme of In Anticipation of Spring. So it's that moment when winter is almost over but spring it hasn't arrived yet but there's that sense of anticipation and excitement but so the room is still very cozy and luxurious in terms of a wintry feeling but then there are these references to spring with a, we have a botanical wallpaper and we have some other nature inspired elements across the hall from their bedroom there's another bedroom designed by Sarah Twiger with a similarly cozy vibe. It's not really a theme, it's more of a concept called awakening. And it's, uh, it's about an inner awakening, like belief in yourself. And, and it doesn't really translate to the overall room itself, other than it's a soft awakening because the room itself is a very soft aesthetic with kind of like a mauvey grays and um, soft whites. Sarah's room is sponsored by Hastens, a Swedish bed company who helped to underscore why Sarah participates in Holiday House. My goals, well, I, of course I'd like publicity for it. I think I'm doing it for the networking factor to meet other designers, meet more vendors. This is Sarah's second time in Holiday House and second time working with Hastens. Well, I started off designing a different room last year and then Iris came to me and said, Hestens is looking for someone to design their room. And they saw your website and they're interested in meeting you. So that's where the first connection came from. They needed a designer. They liked my work and we connected and the rest is history. Hastens reached back out to Sarah for this year's house, a cementing of a key relationship that wouldn't have happened if Sarah didn't do the show house. Networking and building relationships with vendors and other designers is now the focus for a lot of Holiday House participants. For Gabriella Gargano, the designer taking on the foyer, the entrance of this year's Holiday House, it's about laying the groundwork for relationships and future partnerships. And I think sometimes the things that come from stuff like this is like non-linear. So I don't have an expectation. My, my hope would be that I meet really cool people through it. Um, you never know where in the future, let's say a designer that did another space, like we end up collaborating on something in the future, right? Like, but I would have never asked or hoped for that. It just happened. Or maybe one of the um, furniture designers that I work with really likes what I did. And they're like, hey, we'd love to partner with you on like a future space. And you develop like a much closer relationship with somebody that you really like and respect and you get similarly kind of, so like, family slash game room designer eric hadel from boston has a simple objective at the end of the day the expectation for me is simple i want to come to a new market i want to produce a great outcome and i want to build 
amazing relationships that will propel me forward. And those come in many different forms and many different reactions, but at the end of the day, that's the expectation. Personally, Eric and Gabby's perspectives match the most with my experience with show houses. Most opportunities start from networking. The house itself is its own little network and it builds out from there. From the vendors who support it, to the visitors who attend, to the press who cover it. But networking isn't the only benefit. There's also a freedom to participating in a show house. You get to design without a client. This is designer Natalie Crame's third holiday house. It's also my passion with interior design, so I get to design you know, a magnificent room with unlimited resources. There's no budget, there's no client. I get to design what I want as fast as I want. Usually I'm very quick making decisions, but the difference with working for a client is that, you know, they need to think about it. You need to present the whole concept, the budget. Here we work with the most amazing vendors, the most amazing pieces of furniture, lighting, um, and there's no budget. Not to say that Natalie doesn't have bigger goals. I do it more not to get clients, I do it more for the branding. Um, my goal is to um, start doing furniture lines and fabric lines all under my company name. And really these show houses help to brand myself and to reach out to different networks and people that I wouldn't have contact with if it wasn't for the exposure that a show house gives. My goal is to expand my company into other industries within the industry. So not just services, but also products and um, even real estate developments under my company name. For many, Holiday House is one of the best ways to move their career forward but there can be significant expenses that the designers have to deal with. This year's wine room designer, Tanya Zabin. I paid for all of this out of my pocket, which is the other reason that I'm believing that I'm going to believe in manifesting my own destiny and hope that this will expose my brand interior monologue in a different way. I learned quickly that there's another obstacle with show houses the expense. There are the upfront fees to participate. Those fees are in the thousands and depend on room size. Putting on an event, a production like Holiday House, isn't free. There are staff salaries, the cost of renting the house, printing the program, it, it balloons easily. So it isn't unreasonable that the designer should pay a participation fee. But then comes the task of filling the room. And in this world of luxury interior design, these rooms, especially the ones we're showcasing in a show house, they have to be decked out with the best stuff, the most beautiful pieces. Ordinarily, these designers would approach the design of this home with many custom pieces. And this year, many designers have done that. On the fourth floor, three out of four of the bedrooms have custom built-ins, and all those built-ins were at the designer's expense. So what do we do? Robin Kramer, the garden designer this year, is Frank. Obviously, it's stressful to do all the things, to get everything and make it work. And also you're, you know, begging, borrowing, stealing, <laughs> you know, spending. I said I'm like hemorrhaging cash at the moment, <laughs> but it's so worth it. Robin is a first-time Holiday House participant, experiencing what Sarah Twiger dealt with last year. How I envisioned this space originally is not how it's turning out because I'm sourcing pieces based on a yes or a no from a vendor. So if I get a yes, then I say I'm working with this piece now. What can I use to, to coordinate with the rest of the pieces? So I'm not a 
known designer, so it's hard for me to go to a vendor and say, can I borrow a piece? You know, when you have those connections, it's much easier. People are more um, giving. So I, I, had, I struggled last year with the Holiday House because I was trying to find vendors to help me out, and, and it came to the point where I had to have my dad make a table, but the table was featured on the cover of a magazine. Show houses so. simply don't happen without the generosity of vendors and makers. In my holiday house room last year, Sacco covered it wall to wall in the most luxe, pink, velvety shag carpet. Ben Erickson lent me over $20,000 of his handmade stools and chairs for my 2016 room. Calico wallpaper made a custom wall mural for that room, which would have cost me over eight grand if it wasn't so generously donated. Last year, Kinder Modern lent me a $20,000 chicken desk for heaven's sake. Cool, interesting items are expensive, but these vendors and makers are hoping for publicity and clients just as much as these designers. And thank goodness for that. Most designers wouldn't be able to fill their rooms without them. The vendor connections is, um, if you're just starting out, yeah, you need those connections in order to do this show house. But it's like a catch-22. You don't have the experience, how are you gonna get the vendors? But how are you supposed to design this beautiful room without people giving you things to use? So you have to be creative and savvy and just, you know, it all works out usually. That's my theory. <laughs> Eric Hadel believes similarly, even if expenses are one of the main reasons he doesn't participate in many show houses. So I should start and say that Part of the reason I've always shied away from a show house is because you hear the horror stories of being forty, fifty, eighty thousand dollar of, of an investment, and at the end of the day, you can easily spend that. But remember, like with our clients, we actually achieve more when we have a budget and we stick to the budget because it forces us to be creative. Eric's business, based in Boston, is a full team of employees. And for Eric, it's not as simple as asking for vendor favors. The biggest expense for me is time, right? Because my billable time is the way we make the most amount of money in our practice. So if I'm giving, you know, 40 hours uh, every week to a project, I'm losing a substantial amount of time. You know, you can do the math. We bill out it, or I personally, not excluding the rest of my staff, but I bill out at $250 an hour. So if I'm taking 20 hours to work on the show house, you know, you can sort of put that together and get a little bit of a, a round figure. And leading up to this, it's been about six weeks worth of work with a minimum of about 15 to 20 hours a week in preparation. So we budgeted from a firm standpoint between 20 and 25,000 that we're gonna personally have to put into this project. Fees and furniture are not the end of it though. There are other considerations that add up like you may have gotten $5,000 worth of wallpaper and fabric donated. That's a major score. But is your paper hanger going to put it up for free? Is your favorite drapery workroom going to fabricate the custom curtains for free? What about the movers? Those expenses come out of pocket. And once your room is done, all the pieces moved in, the draperies hung and the furniture placed, what about the little stuff, the accessories? those little things that make a room feel whole and lived in. I mean, just accessorizing a room, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot. And, and I know that some people will get, um, you know, they'll have one source that will, that will donate all of the accessories, but with a kid's room, that's harder to find. Um, and so we pretty much have just gone and bought all of the accessories. There are always unexpected expenses. Like for spa room designer, Lori Miller, it was logistics. 
parking must have cost $300 this week, you know, just coming in and out of the city, um, the bridges. So it's those unexpected costs that you really don't think of when you're taking on the task. And then you're like, oh, great, it's going to cost me another $60 today just to park. Um, you know, so those unexpected costs for sure. And then there's insurance. Gabriel again. On top of that, there's a lot of expenses that, um, you know, that you didn't realize were going to be there, you know, like insurance and, you know, yeah. a lot of these other things, um, you know, when people are obviously you have to have really good insurance when people are loaning you, uh -huh. you know, really expensive things. And so um, and so that, you know, added expenses and, and yeah, you know, moving things, you know. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, there are definitely a lot of it's 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 an investment for sure. This year, Natalie's policy had to cover pieces that she had flown in from all over the world, like Paris and Spain. The value? Like about three million dollars. Um, but also apart from regular insurance, I have to get um, insurance for events like these. So, you know, it's like a special. It's it's not part of the umbrella of a general insurance policy. The financial constraints, while challenging, often drive designers like Sarah. I'm not at that level. I wish I was where I could spend any an unlimited amount of money on this room, but I have to be realistic and, you know, I can't afford to do that. So that's where creativity shines, you know. You figure out a way to make a beautiful room on a limited budget, and I think that's more appreciated because if unlimited budgets, you can make beautiful things, but when you have a limited budget, you got to be creative and some of the outcomes themselves, you've never expected, but it's beautiful. And ultimately, it's for a cause that's extremely personal for many of the designers, like Lori Miller. Partly because I'm a cancer survivor um, and, you know, I think whether it's breast cancer or any other cancer, um, I think that being on the forefront of treatments is amazing and Iris Stankner has done such an amazing job over the last 10 years. So even before I went to design school, I knew of Iris's Holiday House. And I think it's such an important cause. Um, and people I have known and loved um, have, you know, either passed away or surpassed it, you know, and they're doing amazing. So to me, it was an important cause. Um, and to be one of a select chosen few of designers that are out there that can help support that cause is huge. Um, so it was really important and um, it's a beautiful show house. So what's better than being in a beautiful space when you're an interior designer? It's personal for Eric Hadel too. My sister recently um, overcame a battle with cancer and so we all promised that we would focus our efforts and our talents on giving back and being able to raise money. And so I participated in Hope Lodge last year, um, and my table was really themes around her journey um, and beating cancer. And so this is really near and dear to my own heart um, because of that, because it's an oppor opportunity that I can sort of use my own talent um, to raise funds um, that doesn't stretch beyond the imaginary, right? I have to run six miles to raise money. I'm not going to do that. Um, but to pull together uh, the creativity and use the gifts that I've been given are really a powerful tool uh, in raising money for a great cause. Breast cancer has impacted a lot of lives, and that's something that the designers keep top of mind. This is Robin Kramer. You know, I have a very dear friend, of course, as everyone seems to, that has been uh, through breast cancer. And so, obviously, for the cause is amazing. 
and Ariella from A-List Designs. From a meaningful standpoint, um, because it benefits breast cancer awareness and um, looking for a cure for breast cancer, we're a female owned and operated business and our entire team is female. And so that's just something that we feel strongly if we're gonna support a cause, it should be something that is more relatable to us. If you'd like to support breast cancer research and are in the New York City area, tickets to tour Holiday House are now available. This year's house will be open till December 2nd. Proceeds from ticket sales go to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, an organization that works to fund breast cancer research around the world. For more information, go to HolidayHouseNYC.com. If you enjoyed the Design Show show, please leave a review and tell your friends about the show. We're available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and all the major podcast sources. Subscribe to get new episodes as soon as they're released. Next episode, we explore what it takes to actually put these rooms together, the process of becoming an interior designer, and the many different places these designers started from. I was working in Rikers Island Prison. I was running the psych units, and I bought my first house, and I spent a year looking for the perfect wallpaper for my kitchen. The Design Show Show is hosted by me, Jamie Walters, and produced by Wynton Wong, with music from Kimball Walters.